Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We'll give you a minute to get all your usual bullshit out. Doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter if you get 10 minutes or five <laughs> minutes. As soon as you say... F- And welcome to episode 317 <laughs> of the 20-Minute Tim's flagship podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and joined by Stephen. Hello. And Melly. Yes. And this episode is brought to you by Last Minute Winners. It's what we do, baby. Martin, Melly, how was that? Oh, it was a tense one, a nervous one, but see, to be honest, after the St. John's Equaliser, did not see it coming, but the sensation when it did come, that is up there with one of the best away last minute goals whatever you want to call it best feelings you've had because we pulled it out the bag and as Ange says we never stop Stephen I just feel like last minute winners are something that we do quite a lot of now I've not looked into the quantifiable numbers I don't have it in front of me but it seems to be a recurring theme of my Celtic support in life yeah all of us in fact I was I was thinking about this recently about how the, it's in the DNA of the club it's something that's thrown around a lot in football it's just one of those kind of unquantifiable things and it Kenna came up, it reared its head again after Celtic got that last minute winner against St. Johnston. And I was thinking, right, the last minute winners are in the DNA of the club, which also follows on from, you know, losing away in Europe. It's just in the DNA of the club because you can follow it back from different teams that have yeah. got nothing in common, different teams, different managers, players who weren't even born yet have fallen on from the same records and all that. And I'm thinking, it's impossible. That's not true. There's no such thing as the DNA of a football club. However, it is true, and that's the frustrating thing about it. I can't, I can't logic, I can't apply any logic to it at all. It just seems to be just part of the fabric of the club, and I can't explain it. Melly, you were at the game for us. You were covering it on the At the Match podcast. If you like us and you like Match Reaction podcasts, we have Match Reaction podcasts for every single Celtic match, along with some other great stuff on Patreon. But if it's just Match Reactions you want, you can now get on Apple subscription and Patreon for literally. £2.50 per month patreon.com slash 20 minute tims to get match reactions after every game Melly you were there that was a terrific match reaction podcast I must admit yeah the voice was gone by the end it just the sheer bedlam uh, after the match it was it was sensational stuff the the Burnaby cross was right in front of us and then just to see Yakimakis in there like how have we done this and know that way you just simply lose control and I hadn't even really spoke to the guy it was standing to my left during the game. It was just the odd nod or that, or the odd 
moan or something, whatever, Celtic's done something wrong. But Too just, famous now to <laughs> speak to the, no, no. the punters. <laughs> just when uh, the guy was about to leave, he just shook my hand and said, it was good to meet you. And I was like, that's what it's all about. Hey. And it just, the, the last minute goal just brings everybody together. And well, It's not even last minute, it's last second goal mm. because like, when St. Johnston equalised, you know, there are a million thoughts go through your head, like driving home that hour and a half journey. We already had a terrible journey getting up there. And you're like, ah, oh, after being in Leipzig and being knackered and that, I was like, I can't deal with this. They can go joint top of the league. Yep. All went through my head. And then seconds later, Bernabe whips in this cross and Giacomacchus gets in there. And it's sweet relief from thinking, I cannot stomach another drink ever after Leipzig <laughs> to, I could go a pint right now. Yeah, it's just all the, <laughs> it's all the emotions rolled into one, but pure euphoria when that goes in. And I'll, I think it'll be one of those ones up with like the Scott Brown one, the Ralston mm. one last season that's remembered for a while. Stephen, uh, you two were talking before we sat down and pressed record on all these things about how, you know, Yakimakis, he's a bit rubbish. He, would, he wasn't that great <laughs> during the game. And I sort of outed, made, outed yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. But, but I made the point that he, this is what he does. He yeah. seems to score yeah. every time, whether he's off the bench, starts the game, he'll, he'll dig a goal out for us. Yeah, well, I suppose that's it's the constant debate over whether you would have him starting games or coming on as an impact sub when Kyogo has been ineffective or something like that. Or something along those lines. Yeah, I, my kids, I thought he was dreadful in the game, to be honest. I mean, a huge goal, brilliant winner. Uh, and I, do you know what? The importance of that goal, before we fully move on to Yakimakis, the importance of that goal can't be understated because we're talking about a couple of weeks, no more than that, mm. a couple of weeks where we've started to doubt Celtic's form a wee bit. We've started to have question marks hanging over us, struggling to victories over Motherwell, of course, you know, losing to um, to Mirren and you know, to Leipzig, which we'll talk about a wee bit later on. Make no mistake, had we not managed to get that last-minute goal and taken another draw there, serious questions would start oh, to be asked, because right. that's just the nature of it. They were in the midst of being asked by oh, Hugh Keevans. Hugh Keevans, yeah. Celtic season is imploding. Jesus, um, man. Do you know what? It's Hugh Keevans, God, God love doing. him. Yes, he does. <laughs> he's a wily old fox. <laughs> yeah, he, is, but he was only saying things that no doubt people mm. would have been thinking as well. But it's just the relentlessness of Hugh Keevans. Now, I don't listen to Clyde One, thankfully. I haven't. But the only time it's ever brought to my attention is when they're saying mad stuff like that. Mm. It's when they're saying Celtics. Season is imploding a bit strong. I think he also said they can't score at one end, they can't keep them out at the <laughs> other, right, despite yeah. having the best scoring and defensive records yeah. in the league. But, but Yakimakis, I thought I thought he was quite poor in the game, mm. if I'm honest. I thought his touch let him down. I thought his some of his hold up play, while he's strong enough to hold off defenders, he's not the greatest at releasing the ball or passing it into players' paths and all that, which is a huge part of the being able to hold the ball up. It's yeah, not you just need to hold it up and give it to a Celtic player. Exactly. So he's, it's not just about being muscular and being difficult to move off the ball and all that. You have to distribute it properly. Thought some of that let him down, but can't. I mean, how can I criticise him? Because he's there when it counts. He's yeah. there when it matters, and it's far from the first time he's done this. He's he scored. I mean, it feels like he just does this constantly, as as you've already said. He's he's. One for massive moments like that. Yeah, it's, it's a difficult to say. I don't think Celtic created the chances for him, but like, it could easily be so different. I think his goal that was judged to be offside, I don't really know how the linesman calls that. Nah, and guess, absolutely guess. We've yeah. spoken about it so many times in the past. It's easy to just put your flag up and worry about yeah. it later, basically. I know, I'm not it's, talking it's, about conspiracies or anything like that. I but, am. I mean, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's highly suspicious <laughs> aye, aye. that, you know, he just Celtic scored the, score the winner and he's just like, oh, do you know what? I'll just, I'll just give it. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like I can't picture that being the other way about. I can't picture St. Johnson scoring a dramatic winner in a game like that 
and then the linesman flagging it for a very <laughs> yeah. dubious offside. I just don't see it. Well, the nature of it as well, what offside is a, a difficult thing to call when you're live at a game from that position because the, the defini definition of it is that you have to look when the ball is played. So what do you need to be looking at? to judge when the ball is played the ball yeah. right? so what do you then need to be looking at to judge whether anyone's offside you need to be looking at two things at once so if he's looking along the line when the ball is played and a shoulder with the benefit of replays and a still of it a shoulder has possibly crept offside how are you supposed to make that decision it's a total guess so, oh, sorry Val's coming in early oh, God, don't I worry can't wait don't for worry. that but Jack and Marcus, it could have been different if he had to get that goal it might have got Maybe he got his confidence up a wee bit and the game might have been easier for him, but there was a bit where he, he got the ball, held it up well, went to lay it off to a Celtic player, just laid it off to a St. Johnson player. Yeah, yeah. Come on, but I don't think he was the only one. It was just one of those games that seemed to be Celtic had really good players in Haksabanovic and Burnaby, and then the drop, and Hatati played quite well, yeah. then the drop-off was quite significant to a lot of our players. It just seemed like one of those games where if Celtic had got a second goal, maybe midway through the second half it would have been fair enough 2-0 decent performance and result we move on but it was the fact it was 1-0 the game was getting on St Johnson started to create a couple of chances and then you think if they get an equaliser we can't really complain here then when they did it all went tits up but it's just one of those ones from Celtic again score a second goal lads and everything will be fine I, I've got to say I'm a fan I'm a, I, I'm a fan of Yakimakis I've said oh, it on the so podcast well. before I, I love the way that he puts himself about he's a bit of a throwback and the goals he scores he, he seems to put his body on the line do you know what I mean he yeah, throws yeah. himself in these places he busts between he manages to slither and squeeze between two and three defenders at a time and I just think if there's any player on that pitch that's going to come up with a last minute goal it's going to be him I mean even when he comes off the bench I know I sort of said it before but you can more or less guarantee him coming off the bench when the subs are made, he's he's probably going to contribute to a goal as well. Yeah, I, I mean, look, number nines, traditional number nines kind of went out of fashion for a while there. No one was really playing with them. Man City make, made it kind of acceptable to just no bother playing with a striker at all. But Yakimakis and to a lesser extent, Erling Haaland, I suppose, have brought, <laughs> have brought it back into, into de rigueur. It's very, See, very much back in fashion ha now. Haaland keeps up the hard work. You know, keeps up, <laughs> keeps up the training one day, might be as good as uh, Big Gigi. Uh, well, we can only dream. Oh, yeah, no, so can he. It's just tremendous at getting in these positions mm. because even when, like, in Saturday when he's not having the best of games, he scores that goal, he scores an R goal that's ruled offside, he's always in these positions. Mm. And we've seen it so many times with strikers in the past for Celtic that haven't worked out. They never look like scoring, mm, never, yeah. no matter how many Celtic create a lot of chances. But with the way this team plays and the way Giacomacchus plays, he's always in there. He's always creating chances. He can get a 10-minute cameo at the end of a game and he'll miss two chances or he'll score one. He's just that guy that, do you know what? There's a chance he'll get a chance mm. and bury it or... It's just that's his catchphrase, isn't it? There's a chance he'll get a chance. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Say <laughs> chance. Well, I, I just love the guy and just seeing him just going nuts ripping it in and the, the scenes at the end of that where Cameron Carter Vickers in the crowd Ralston in the crowd carrying that man like a baby it was absolutely tremendous and it's not just that it's the fact that St Johnston scored and instead of panicking mm. Celtic didn't just get the ball and launch up to Jack and Marcus. they played football and worked it they got a wee bit of luck when Dre Wright pulled up a cramp and McCarthy did the good work and whipped it to Burnaby but for Burnaby as well to have what started one game this season and to be still powering it down out mm. wide at the end of the game it just shows this culture that Andrew's built we never stop we don't stop he's drilled this way of playing football into Celtic as soon as that 
ball started for the kickoff again. Celtic could have played it back to the centre half and slung everybody up front and launched up. Mm. Would they have scored from that? Highly unlikely with the size of St Johnston, but we kept playing, we worked it, and we're midfield free of Abelgard, Moy and McCarthy. Like, think, where are we going to get a goal mm -hmm. from here? Maeda, not on form. Forrest, he's not really done it recently. And you're like, where's the goal going to come from? But you say recently, you mean the past three years. Yeah, <laughs> for James Forrest. Eh? And then, then for Burnaby, just that last... That last second, just mm. to have the composure and the technique to whip that across into an area where nobody can get it apart for Jack and Marcus and for him to be in there. What a feeling, man. I, I think with Burnaby, the kid's got a point to prove, doesn't he? He came over here a long way to come. He's got enough points. Well, uh, yeah. He's got, <laughs> sure, yes. hey, um, he's, he, he's, got a, he's got a point to prove on the pitch, though, Stephen, doesn't he? He was a, he was a big money signing, four and a half million. Yeah, yeah. They came with quite a serious reputation as well. People said it was a bit of a coup for us. Um, were you impressed by his contribution in the game? Yeah, uh, he's a little bit, a little bit rougher in the edges, but I think that's that's to be expected because we, there's a lot of talk about the Japanese players who came to Scotland and the settling in time and the culture shock that that entails. But that's why Argentina might not be as you know different a culture to Scotland as Japan. I don't know. I've never mm. been to either country, but the fact is that neither those player, any of those players have. None of them have played in Europe before, and neither has Bernabe. So we should allow him the same opportunities yep. to to settle in. the The one thing as well is he's much younger than any of the Japanese players as well. He's genuinely a really young player. He's twenty one or something like that. The rest of them are in their mid twenties. So we need to we need to take the kind of rough with the smooth with him. And I think we do get that when judging by his you know his performances, he's very very positive, very direct. Gives the ball away a lot just now, but that's fine. That's yep. fine. I'm perfectly willing to allow him to do that as he's finding his feet and as he's, you know, again, quite often if a player's giving the ball away a lot for Celtic, it's because they're trying to make things happen. It's not because they're bad players and just like hapless running about stepping on rakes mm -hmm. and all that. It's because they're trying to open up defence, which he managed to do for that opportunity that Abada somehow missed as well. Yep. He, it was him that poked it through to Jota to get the cross through. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with him so far. Early days, of course, and I don't expect him to play an awful lot this season because Greg Taylor's been so good. But what we ex what we need from these guys who are on the periphery of the first you know, 13, 14, 15 players is to turn it on when they do get thrown in there, when they do get opportunities. And yeah, that's exactly what he's done. The big question, Mel, of course, was without Callum McGregor, how was the midfield going to shape up? What was the midfield personnel going to be like? And more importantly, how, how was the midfield dynamic going to go? Uh, Ange went with O'Reilly, Hatate and Haksabanovic in the 10. How do you think that worked out? It was a, it's pretty much the same as we always line up, but just it was Matt O'Reilly a wee bit deeper. Uh, well, he was in the McGregor position. And I thought he did quite well in there. Yeah. He, he did quite well. It's, it's quite a difficult one because it's a, a sort of laboured win. But again, as I said, if Celtic had taken the chances early on, we could have went on and won maybe 3-4-0. But yeah. we didn't and we made it a wee bit di more difficult for ourselves. But it's hard to judge it on that game because... I think Matt O'Reilly done really well there, but with his skill set, I think he's a wee bit more suited further forward. But in the meantime, with Cal McGregor out injured, I don't think it's the worst to have them in there, especially when Haksabanovic played so well yeah. ahead of him and Hatati was his usual. Hatati quite like... Um, he's come on to a game recently, hasn't he? He has. He's, yeah. he's very yeah. like uh, Burnaby, like completely different players, obviously, but either sublime because he's trying to make something happen or... 
a wee bit shit at some things, but he's trying, he's trying to do something. So As I Reno Gattuso once said, sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. <laughs> I love your quote, Reno Gattuso. <laughs> and a deeply offensive accent with it as well. <laughs> Super Mario Brothers stuff. <laughs> so, so I get why like Bernabe and him are quite in- infectious players because mm. you like what they do. But with the midfield, the way it balanced out, I thought it was all right. It's just, it's hard to tell in one game. It wasn't exactly the, the perfect game for it. We need a wee run at it. But all three players are good players, which is mm. good. Maybe going into European games, we do need somebody a bit more defensive in there. But with Moy being out for the Leipzig game at Abelgard, not being up to speed, McCarthy barely playing and Edoguchi just not fancied. Like when I seen the lineup, I was excited as anything because I thought, well, Angers not going for you. McGregor's not there. Mm. We'll need to bring in a big sword defensive Well, the easy option would have been James McCarthy. Aye, or, Abelgard. Or Abelgard. That, that would have been the easy option. But Ange went, I'm just going to double down on this. And, and sometimes, you know, Stephen, I'm watching Haksabanovic. You know, we've only kind of seen glimpses of him. We've no, I yeah. feel like we've not got the full Haksabanovic experience yet. But when I watch him, I go, because I think... <laughs> because I think I think there's a, Is that face again? I, I think, <laughs> that's what I do because I think I think there's a player in there. Uh, I think I, so. I think there's a absolute player in there. Ah, uh, you're going to brand him a baller. I think he's a baller. Yeah, I think he already did. Yeah, I mean O'Reilly's a baller. Hatati's a baller. Haksabanovic is a baller. <laughs> yeah, ballers everywhere. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm really impressed with him. I, I really like the look of Haksabanovic. Uh, in his first couple of appearances, there was the one he, he started to lose his. He's composure, he's mm. losing his temper a wee bit. To what, was that the Samarin game? In fact, I thought, oh, I like this, I like <laughs> this. But his actual play, now that's probably the th- at least third position we've seen him play in now. Yeah. So we've seen him play more centrally. And I, I really like the look of him there as well because he looks like the type of guy who can open up defences from a central position. It was him that sent through Maida, who scored, but it was offside. It was also him that sent through Abada, who hit it straight at the keeper. Both were just through balls that split the defence. So I'm... Re- I, I, Set up the first goals. Yeah, of course, yeah. It, it was him that yeah played the, the ball for the own, own goal as well. But I never really expected to see like through balls from him. I expected him to be a kind of winger who would... you know supplement the wingers we've already got and maybe add a little bit of flair in there but he looks like he could be really dangerous from that position he was the the most filled player in the game I think he was he was filled six times and looking at him he's kind of reminded me I wonder if he could maybe bring to Celtic what the likes of Jack Grealish and Wilfred Zaha do to Mm. their respective teams Yards Yeah these players they get them they get their teams up the pitch as Melly said Yards but what they often do as well, even if they're not the fastest, he's not a badder who just kind of gets a head down and runs for the for the goal line or for the the byline and, and tries to get crosses in. He's not that just electric speed thing. He looks a wee, a wee bit more methodical and the amount of times he's fouled, what, they, what he has in common with those aforementioned players is that defenders just seem to get frustrated and just mm. bring them down in dangerous areas and that's what we saw as well he kept it making his way to the edge of the box and then just get brought down and Celtic get free kicks from really dangerous areas so yeah I, I'm really impressed with Haksabanovic so far long may it continue because with him with looking at him in a central role as well I don't like sort of casting this name up but could he be not the maybe necessarily direct replacement not like for like but We've been looking for a Tom Rogic mm. figure in our lives and maybe it could be him. He, he, the, way, the way he runs at players, he, he does that thing in the central position that he also does in the wing melee is he he, he looks to take people on. Yeah, and these yeah. central defenders, they're, they're, not used, they're not quite used to that. Like yeah. a winger in a central position running right at your centre-back. He's a tricky customer. Yeah, he is. He's great to watch. And as Stephen said, he just has this knack of getting the ball and going past a player but manoeuvring his body. Yeah. So they either need to foul him or do the old... 
when he mm. goes past <laughs> and just let him go past. So he's great to watch because so many times he did pick up the ball and drive at players and you take a player out of the game and then that's it. And look, Celtic have maybe lacked that sometimes for all the good players they have in midfield. Hattati doesn't do that. Turnbull doesn't quite do that. McGregor, maybe mm. sometimes, but for a guy that can take on somebody that's not pure skill he's got, but he's just got the quick feet to do it, it's good to watch. And look, he can do that out wide, he can do that in the middle, but I thought he was the best player in the park oh, yeah. at the weekend. Yeah, I thought he was. It was just the fact that it's just, I think it's just been a bit stop start for Celtic for guys like him, Moy, Abelgaard that just haven't been able to get up to speed with wee injuries here and there and signing late and the games get the the game getting postponed and all that. It just seems to be in these wee bits you thought, oh, these guys are going to make a, make this their game, but it's just not quite happened for them. And I think Haksabanovic will become a really important player for Celtic. Would you make the St. Johnson goal? Well, good thing is, we've got good news and bad news. <laughs> good thing is, we only really seem to concede uh, set pieces and own goals this yeah. season so far. <laughs> yeah, so bad news is, we it, it's that old thing again, and it? it's, it's really basic set pieces and Celtic kind of Fall apart a wee bit. It was really that. I thought that one was particularly iffy. I don't like you now the the various sort of mechanisms of it. I don't like that the player very centrally got a touch and finish unchallenged. Basically, mm. Moy came in at the end after he'd already just kind of slid up past Hart, but for it to go all the way into about seven yards out in the dead centre of the goal without a header, without a glance on it or anything, and it falls straight to a guy's feet is quite disappointing, uh, to say the least. That, that seems like something that shouldn't happen to a team like Celtic. I think Sports Scene highlighted the fact that Celtic's three best headers of the ball had all basically advanced mm. to the kind of penalty spot, really, and the ball just went past them, and all of a sudden, you know, they've basically got a free shot at goal. So, that's, yeah, quite disappointing. I, I don't think Ange will be happy with that, to be honest. No, it's, it's very disappointing, We've we've all said, look, do do we need more height in the team? But that was Carter Vickers, Welsh, and Jackie Marcus. You're not going to get many bigger players. No. That was the three guys that were challenging or should have done something for that ball and just simply didn't do their job mm. well enough. And that was the only problem. I can maybe maybe it's just a wee bit down to fatigue here because we had a big encounter during the week. We're a wee bit stretched squad wise now. I mean it was an early kickoff. I remember Ange saying in the pre match press conference that they never got in. So when was the, the Leipzig games at the Wednesday? Wednesday yeah. So he says they never get into something like one or two o'clock in the morning on the Thursday or something yeah. by the time they get in and then you're you get a half twelve or twelve o'clock kickoff and it's not an awful lot of recovery time. It's not and look just the way the team stretch as well Carter Vickers came back into that match and you maybe think well, gave him 60-70 minutes but he had to play the full game then you've got Burnaby and Ralston coming in for the first games in a while the midfield three that finished the game James Forrest getting a game it's pretty patchwork with Celtic the now but as well with the free kick that was given away I, I thought it was quite contentious at the match because it was down the other side and I thought the ref was just guessing at a lot mm, of things right. with the offsides and there was a few St Johnston a clear tug on a guy when Celtic were away and he didn't even get booked just stuff like that was annoying me I thought is that a free kick see that again it's a clear free kick but again I think if Carter Vickers hasn't missed a couple of weeks I don't think he misses that mm -hmm. or he misses a header he, he makes that header and doesn't clatter into the guy and it was just a floated ball and so disappointing and 
Oh, it was squeaky bum time after that. I see, in fairness, Yakimakis was fouled in that. Before mm. anyone's screaming at their phones or watching this on YouTube, like screaming at us and all that, so he was fouled, so I just want to acknowledge that. I don't want to just criticise the players for not getting to it. He had his shirt nearly People ripped off. People are furiously yeah. typing in the comments. <laughs> exactly, so relax, relax. No, no, don't. Continue the comments. <laughs> Aye, help us in that algorithm. Subscribe and like, argue in the comments and then when the Rangers fans come in and you know use us called slurs and all that, get Aye. involved, do Call it. us stuff in the... In the you know, yeah, who's in wearing the, the best jumper, for example? <laughs> get that out. I'll get them charged up. You bearded twat. I know there's a pug nose guy. James McCarthy uh, comes on, play a few passes here and there. Um, <laughs> Do you know where I learned that? Where? Training. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's team, I think there's, I mean, he, he did something very similar in the lights. I think um, he's come a bit of a cult hero for me, James McCarthy. He knows, but he's, he, he, he's a player who knows what his job is. I mean, he comes on, he does it well. I just, I, even when he first signed, I was like, I'm desperate for this guy yeah. to do well. He just looks like he should be a good Celtic player. Hasn't quite worked out for him, but look, we all looked at the start of the season, seen we've got loads of midfielders, but now there's a chance here for, with the McGregor injury, Abelgard, Moy and McCarthy, like Idiguchi's well out of the picture, but that's a yeah. chance for all three of them to really make a statement and make a claim for this place because McGregor's going to be out for a good while now for Cal McGregor and as disappointing as that is, happy it's not three, four, nine months as I thought it would be compared to the three to six, uh, four to six weeks which it looks like now, but it's a chance for a guy like McCarthy to come in and get a run of games and Abelgard, Moy and I'd love McCarthy to get a, a start Leipzig or Hibs next week and see what he can do because we've only seen him in wee fits and starts and I just want to see more from him because that wee touch at the end to give it a Bernabeu was great mm. and there's, you've, you've just seen that when he comes on he can just calm things down and control games but we just need to see it for a full game I honestly thought we'd probably seen the back of James McCarthy oh, yeah, Moy's arrival I, oh, definitely I thought I think I went even, even as far to say on the podcast that there's basically no place for him in the mm, squad yeah. because I just don't see where he fits Which in. It's one of the few all. times we've been wrong in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he, he picked up a loose ball and nudged it on a bit. Yeah. Let's not get carried away. But I, I think we'd all be really happy for him if he if he started contributing, you know, selfishly as well, because mm. we want to see Celtic do well. If James McCarthy's part of that, then so be it. But yeah, it, it, things have to happen for him to get an opportunity and if that thing is McGregor being injured you know kind of medium to long term then that that's fine if, if he gets an opportunity off the back of that then he can only be a positive for him not so much for us or Callum McGregor yeah. but that's how football works sometimes if he comes in and takes his chance if he gets that chance I think, I'm not even convinced he will no. it's the thing that makes the most sense it's, it's the most obvious thing that Ange could do mm. is replace Callum McGregor with a sort of sort of similar player yeah. in the in midfield rather than dropping O'Reilly back but we know that's not necessarily how Ange works he, he surprises with putting O'Reilly in there so I wouldn't even be surprised to, to see like James McCarthy completely disappear again but I, I really hope he can contribute because we know he's a good player the thing is we, we're almost like reducing him to this oh at a boy you managed yeah. to win a ball this is a proper midfielder we're talking yeah. about a guy who was changing hands for like 15, 20 million pounds at one point. So we don't. We all know it's in there. It's just, we've not really seen it. Uh, it this is going to keep the teams guessing, isn't it, Melly? This, you move, you immediately you move Callum McGregor out of that, that midfield spot that's been his and that's been his for, for so long, especially on Gerange. And you're like, opposition managers will be going, right, who is? Who's going to be the midfield three this week? Oh, because mm. on Saturday, on the way to the game, I was like, right, who do you think will come in? Moy, McCarthy, Abelgard? Mm. Probably didn't even consider McCarthy. Well, he did yeah. come on against Leipzig, yeah. to be fair. And, 
then Ange just throws in this curveball. But I can see why I think Matt O'Reilly's good enough to play in that position. Maybe not right now, but as he, he develops into a more of a player, I think he could be ideal for that. But I just think right now, Celtic need the legs in centre and further forward. But McCarthy coming in, Abelgaard, I've quite liked what I've seen from him as well. Mm. And Moy looked good up until the St Mirren game as well. We had no complaints about him. So you're looking at going, like, there's decent options. And look, Celtic are... Without Callum McGregor, it's going to be very tough because he's one of the, the players in the team that just irreplaceable, isn't he? I kind of think Celtic tick when uh, Carter Vickers, McCarthy, McGregor, <laughs> Kyogo are in the team, that sort of spine, and Jota. I think those four players are the first players I'd put in the, the, the team mm. team sheet. And I'm just looking at it, think, when did they last play together mm, uh, in yeah. the league? 4-0 against Rangers so you see how important these guys are and when Celtic, they're all together Celtic are better but just with McGregor out we have got replacements there luckily and it's just going to see who's going to step up or who's going to get the chance to step up The Euro hangover's a thing isn't it Stephen I mean we've found these games after the European ties particularly tough I think it's fair to say Celtic's performance after the Real Madrid games kind of taking a wee bit of a dip taking mm. a bit of a slump do you think this is Give us the impetus, a wee bit of energy to get back on track. Maybe killed. I, I hate people hate using the word slump. Okay, but I, yeah. I can't. I don't have a thesaurus next to me <laughs> I, to think of a better word of this dip in performance that we're seeing. And, and it's definitely, it's definitely been a thing. It's sort of the performance of the season basically peaked with Rangers. Kind of peaked. We were really good against Real Madrid, and since then it's it's not been so good, particularly domestically. Well, there was a nine 0 in there as well. So yeah. in, in the space of a very short period of time, we had one nine 0 beat Rangers, played well against Real Madrid. But since then, we're winning games. Aside from St Mirren and you know, Champions League, but aside from St Mirren, we're winning games by one goal. One was a very late goal mm. as well. So that, I think I don't think it's completely unfair. I don't think it's like going absolutely crazy to say that it's not been as good as it was maybe a month or so ago. Like, and do you think? Would you put it down? Do you think that's the arrival of the the Champions League games? It possibly could. Mm. It really could because th there's no getting away from the fact that that's really hard. Yeah. It's really <laughs> hard to play in those games as we're finding out. We all went into this Champions League group full of confidence and thinking, right, we can go and go and take some scalps here. There's still the opportunity to do that, but it's not quite working out how mm. we thought it is. Don't get, it, nothing disastrous has happened either. It's just yeah. that we're maybe seeing... You've spoken, Jamie, in the past about how this is what we're going to be measured against and this is how we're going to test ourselves, truly find out where the Celtic team are. Well, we're maybe finding out that we're not quite ready for that 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 level yet. It's been a long time since Celtic have been in the Champions League. It's a very long time since we've been good in it. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's it's not been it's not been amazing in Champions League. But, but do you think this 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 result here against St Johnson? Do you think that that that's enough to energise the team domestically? Oh, right, Forget okay, about yeah. Europe, I mean domestically. Yeah, I hope so. I hope mm. so. I think it's going to be difficult without Callum McGregor, as Melly's already mm. said. That I don't, I just he's one of the few players in the team that I can't really picture Celtic playing without. I don't know how it works with him in the team because yeah. he's there so often. It, the it running changes joke, the whole dynamic of yeah, what we do. Of course it does. The running joke on this podcast has been that he plays a thousand <laughs> games a season. We basically just never play without him. So it, it's going to be difficult. We need our other better players back. Cameron Carter-Vickers is a start. That's a relief getting him back in the team because we've seen what, what it looks like without him as well. But can we get back to that kind of sparkling form? Of course we can, because it's clearly there. We've seen it this season. It's just dipped off. It happens. It happens every single season. We get these results that don't look great, but you know, we just need to forget about them and move on and hope that things can pick up. And I'm sure they will. It's not It's not a case of just 
you know, I think Ange did a press conference today, as we mm. record this on Monday, where someone asked him if it was trial and error in midfield. And he was like, well, That's a, I know. It's no trial got, and error, got, mate. I, I know what I'm doing. I've got something to say about yeah. these, these, <laughs> these questions that Ange has been getting yeah. for the Champions League games. But, but the same principle here. It's not, we're not, it's not a case of just hoping we're going to play mm. well. We're, we're working at it and I'm sure it will come. These, these games are difficult because you're coming off that Leipzig game. And as you said, Jamie, it's been such a short gap in between them. The energy, like going from Motherwell last week where you are constantly attacking them to a Leipzig game where you constantly need to be on it because as we've seen, one or two passes and they can be in on you. So it's a totally different game you're playing, a totally different use of energy because you're having to defend as well as attack and then coming into these games. But when you... Look at it, the, if that game had to finish 1-0 to Celtic uh, without the St. Johnston equaliser, it'd just be a nothing game. It wouldn't yeah. have been spoken about since probably. But that last minute goal has been retweeted, played loads mm-hmm. of times in group chats and all that. Everybody is feeding off that energy, that last last minute goal. And so will the players be because it could have just been a laboured 1-0 win, but it wasn't. It was a last gasp. We didn't give up and we got that victory and the fans loved it and so did the players. So that can give us a spark. And just going into the Champions League games, I think the thing that's going to going to change the, the league form maybe, I say league form, we are 13 points yeah. better off than we were this time last season. So we've only, we've only dropped, after so many, we've only dropped so points in one games. But I think the thing that will make, not the league form, but the performance in these league games is getting that first Champions League win because we've went into these first three Champions League games we've not got a victory but played Real Madrid and we've played the two other teams away from home and we've got a point it's no the worst if you were looking at that from the start we've got two home games now I think once this team gets a victory in the Champions League they'll feel like they belong there mm. and then getting a victory in the Champions League and then turning up on a Saturday is so much better than turning up after a Shakhtar game where you've drew one each and profit we should have won that and then a Leipzig game like ah we were in that but we get beat it's just that wee victory that I think will change it and if we can get these two home victories in the Champions League I think the league form will just take care of itself well the league performances rather than the form It's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Stephen, Michael Myers sure is scary. But the last thing you need to be is hairy this Halloween. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped have launched their fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day. Turn your bite-sized treat into king-sized candy and join six million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS. Make the right call this spooky season. It's trick or trim. Jamie, do you know what I used to do before Manscaped came along? Broken bottles. Scissors and or sometimes fire. It, it simply doesn't work, so thanks to Manscaped for finally coming along. Have you ever tried to trim your balls and it turned into a Freddy Krueger film? Well, luckily Manscaped is here to save the day and make sure you're feeling your best in your costume. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They've made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. It's a full moon out and the werewolf in your pants is howling. <laughs> it's time to tackle that problem with a lawnmower 4.0. Get 20% off of free shipping with the code TIMS at Manscaped. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code TIMS, T-I-M-S, at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to beautiful new Halloweeny with Manscaped. I mean, Melly, you said you wanted that Champions League win and I agree. It's, it's what we all want. I think it's what Ange wants. It's what the team wants. It's what the supporters want. It's what this podcast wants, right? But Stephen... These games are difficult. <laughs> they are, and I, I don't yeah. say that to be churlish. I say that because I think sometimes, judging by the reaction of the last Leipzig game, people don't understand how... Uh, look, at we, it's not often you want to come on a podcast and like criticise fellow fans and criticise people on the internet and Twitter and all that and act Billy Big Boys, right? But I, I'm, some people, even the press in this country, it's not just the fans... They don't seem to appreciate that these are difficult games and difficult teams we're playing here. The thing is, everyone says it as well. Everyone says like, oh, I really want to glamour ties. I really want to test ourselves against uh, such and such. And then when we go and start losing those glamour ties, everybody moans about it. This is what you asked for. You asked, asked for the hardest teams in Europe, which... Funnily enough, all of them are in the Champions League. It's almost like a European Super League in that regard. <laughs> but it's and they're all trying their best. <laughs> they are, they are. They're all trying. It's not like we're playing the Leipzig in their domestic league where they sometimes have an off week. Like Aye. they focus on these games as well. Yeah. They look at us and go, "We need to make sure we win our home games, just like we see it." I oh, know it's extremely difficult. As I said a wee bit earlier on, it's the Celtic are. They're almost like a brand new team in the, the Champions League. In fact, they are a brand new team in the Champions League. Of course, the shirt is, is the same mm. as teams that have played there in the past, but this this team has very little experience in it. And I find myself always using like sensitive language around the, the Champions League ties. And I, I try to avoid the, the use of the words like bigger team and bigger... St- but I know that Celtic have loads and loads of fans worldwide and all that, but the fact is you can't monetize that to the tune of hundreds of millions of pounds, which would bring us on par with some of these teams. It's, it just, you can't do that. What, what creates that is massive TV deals and massive sales of players through, you know, proven player trading models and all that, plus billionaires and <laughs> so, dodgy Saudi deals yeah. and all that, right? So that's what we're up against in the Champions League. Not necessarily just against Leipzig, but that that's that's the 
arena we are stepping into as a team with just like a big history and, and a big fan base and all that, it's not going to get as far. And what we're finding is that these teams are just they're just better built for it so far. Now, Celtic can go and uh, have a, a good showing, give a good account of ourselves, really test the, the style of football against these teams. But more often than not, we're going to really struggle against these teams that have been... You know, how, how many seasons in a row have Leipzig been in the Champions League? How many? Like, Real Madrid. How many, many have they won? Many have yeah. 14 yeah. or something yeah. ridiculous. Like that. So uh, my, my overall point is that, yes, this is very, very difficult for very obvious reasons. It's very difficult to compete in the Champions League. So I'm... I'm not getting down uh, on it on Celtic's performance so far. I think we've been all right so far. Don't know if we've been necessarily any better than you would expect, given all the reasons I've just I've just listed. Could things be better? And we'll probably talk about some of the things that could be better during these games. But overall, I don't think we can expect this to be easy at all. No. And I, I'm I'm trying not to get negative about these these performances and results. Bear, well, given that individual things happen in these games that I'm not particularly happy with, but it. As you say, it's hard. It's, it's very difficult. I mean, I mean, it is difficult. And we've got to remember as Melly, we've got a pretty inexperienced team. You know, in, in terms of Champions League, you look through the team, Joe Hart, obviously an experienced player, but the majority of our team are either young guys making their Champions League debut uh, in the first in the first instance, or players who, even though they're a wee bit more experienced, have no real, have no Champions League experience. No, and that, the thing is, Champions League ready players don't exist for Celtic unless we make them Champions League ready by playing for us in the Champions yeah. League. It's have we ever signed a Champions League level player? Well, Never. People, people, sorry to jump in there. People still say that to this day. We need a Champions League ready player. We need a Champions League ready captain because Callum McGregor's not that not that guy at the base of midfield and all that, right? But see if we see if Celtic were to sign a player with any Champions League experience whatsoever he's either 33 and coming off the back or over the hill in his mm. career or we've signed him from Cluj or Victoria Pilsen or Maccabi Haifa or something like that so if that's what you're talking about then I don't think that's even worth mentioning because the the player that you're talking about Melly, just he'd need to pay 45 million for a player yeah. who's guaranteed Champions League quality so these games are always going to be difficult for Celtic and maybe next season will be a bit more Streetwise, but even then, I don't think it's. It's funny you, you've just kind of touched on something there that I was going to come to. I don't think it's going to take to next season. I think these games already have, have really, really hardened the team, really yeah, toughened the team. Definitely, and I always say look, they'll learn more from these games, these three games so far than they will from yeah. thirty games in yeah. Scotland because you find out the things you need to do. Players run off you that split second decision. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's all a bit difficult. So, looking at these games, if it was. Another Celtic in the Champions League and I was going, right, we've lost two and we've drawn one. We've only got one point. But I'm looking at these games individually and going, Real Madrid, we went toe-to-toe with the best team in the world. The best team in the world. They beat us. It happens. Shakhtar, we went toe-to-toe with them. We're the better team. We just didn't take our chances. We might rue that, but this is the level you're at. And that Leipzig game, first half... I thought we were right in it. Yeah, Second yeah. half, despite scoring, I thought we were we were poor. We just it didn't work for us. But these performances, like managers always talk about, you can judge more by the performance than the result. Because Celtic, while they maybe don't don't play some games because they've got better players, they can go and win the games anyway. But we don't have better players than these teams. We have got less superior players than yeah. these teams, don't we? And if it's games like Shakhtar, you think we're quite even there's a good chance you get 50-50 whether you win the game so looking at the performances Celtic have performed well in all these games I just still go back to the fact that 
once we get our first Champions League victory. Quite like Jack and Marcus said at the weekend, as soon as St Johnson scored, he pictured himself scoring mm-hmm. against them up the other end. It's no, we've not done that in the Champions League. We've scored, but we've not had that victory where everybody knows what it's like. Once we get that, I think we'll be fine. I think we can do it on tomorrow night. I think we can do it next week against Shakhtar. Once it comes, we'll be a Champions League level team like the players think they are. And I think we'll get belief from that. But I think the performances have all been there. It's just beat by better teams some of the times that is just I firmly believe it's the belief say Celtic got a draw tomorrow right as we record this against Leipzig at home and then we beat Shakhtar at home so we got the draw away to Shakhtar and we won Leipzig reorganise the games say the first game we draw against Leipzig then we go away to Shakhtar and we draw then we beat Shakhtar at home and then if the wins came first or the positive yeah. results came first you would end up no thinking about it but yeah, that's it. people are looking at this and, or if our Champions League this far was just the draw against Shakhtar people go well, that's actually quite an encouraging start well that's a, if what you do is you target the games the two home games are against Shakhtar and Leipzig we've got them to come mm-hmm. and an away point out of Leipzig and Shakhtar we've got that already so it's these two home games that are crucial now because we, we kind of need to win them to qualify but even if we get four points out of them, the aims to get out this group, we are inexperienced at this level. We have a chance of getting second place if we win our two home games. If we can take four points, we can get third place and that's progress for this team. I know it's, I'm watching this and I just feel like we've been watching this for, for years now and we've been watching Celtic in Europe and Celtic in the Champions League, obviously the Champions League a long time ago, but we don't have any God-given right to turn up and, and win these games. And I think we, it's not just the fans and it's not just us. Journalists need to understand this as well. These dissections of everything that goes wrong. People, I feel like journalists in this country, Stephen, still don't get what Ange is trying to do. Ange Postacoglu has a very particular way of playing football that he is convinced is the way to win tournaments, especially against bigger teams. And the reason he's convinced of that, Stephen, is because the guy's done it before. Yeah, he has. He's yeah. with other teams in other countries and other, t- other tournaments against similar odds. He's done it before. He needs the players' buy-in. He needs them to follow his instructions. He needs the players to do it. And he believes that he can go out and get wins here. But the minute that win doesn't come against Real Madrid or the win doesn't come against Leipzig, the people in this country who... They, they, they're like an etch-a-sketch you shake them and they forget what was there before they go are yeah. you going to change your, are you going to change the way you approach these games and Ange quite rightly says well, tell me a way to do it because the way you used to do it the way yeah. Rangers did it doesn't work either yeah. parking the bus doesn't work either you've, you here in this country have tried every single way to play football and you've never done it no since the 60s I'm trying it my way now let's see what happens they go hmm <laughs> They're not convinced. I and think, some fans are not convinced either. Yeah, I, I think the, the term be more pragmatic or change the way you play in Europe, no context to either of those things. I think those are just completely worthless statements, completely worthless. You can talk about being more pragmatic and making yourself harder to beat and all that. See, if you look at RB Leipzig's third goal in that game, you can talk about systems and presses and your know, lines of defence and you, you can talk about all the things you can what you, you, you can think of all the, the sort of meaningless football speak and mm-hmm. just hit Ange with it in press conference right I watched that goal and thought what are you supposed to do about that genuinely what are you supposed to do about that it was like Real Madrid's third goal as well the one where it was at Cavill just played that across mm-hmm. the hazard yeah. and, and all of a sudden it was an amazing goal RB Leipzig was even better because Celtic had a throw in 25 yards ish from RB Leipzig's goal on the right wing they took it, had a couple of wee triangles, James Forrest, maybe, I can't remember who, who exactly was involved. And 20 seconds after that throw-in was taken, it was a goal to RB Leipzig. They played a couple of passes. And Kunku, who's the, the next big star in Europe, is on the verge of a move to Chelsea. 
played a beautiful long ball to Simakan, also linked with Chelsea. <laughs> probably moved there as well. He was tremendous in the game. He played a first-time volley cross right across the six-yard box and Andre Silva just follows it in as a tremendous goal. And I'm thinking, right, how is this going to be twisted in the media here as to Ange's system being flawed and all that stuff about how you need to be more pragmatic, get yourself a big no-nonsense centre-half and all that stuff. I watched that go and thought... What chance have you got? Yeah. Honestly, what chance have you got? That's a quality we're up against. And here. we're not sitting here, are we, merely saying Ange did everything right and the players did no, everything no, no, right no. and yeah. you just kind of do it? Because there are things that went wrong in the game and things we're not happy about. I wasn't particularly happy about how easily Leipzig managed to get through our midfield, you know, one, two passes and we're right. under pressure. That was that was kind of disappointing. And I think it's fair to say there are some players who, in the last couple of games, are, have shown they can thrive at this level and some players that are maybe st struggling a wee bit. I'm thinking of the players that are thriving, though. Greg Taylor. Yep. I think he's really grown into it. Yeah. Matt O'Reilly in some of these games really grown into it. Rayo Hotati really grown into it. I think Kyogo maybe has a point to prove some of the chances he had in that Leipzig game. You need to at least get them on target. You can't really be missing those. Maeda, mm, Jota. There's some players who have kind of really thrived in this environment and some that have still got a point to prove. Yeah, there definitely is. And look, it's the, a trade-off, isn't it? Mm. Do you want to watch... 38 to 50 games in Scotland where Celtic play scintillating football and then when you get into Europe nah, see everything we've trained all week lads everything we've trained all season we are going to change that in Europe because this way works what is this way? because as you said Rangers went and played a back five against Liverpool and the fans are moaning about a pure meek performance <laughs> we, we go toe-to-toe -to -toe with these teams play our game and we get beat but the trade-off to that is we had a chance to win mm. Rangers didn't Rangers didn't. Teams that sit in rarely have a chance to win. You'll get the one in, what, 50 where yeah. like Celtic beat Barcelona. It's just a sheer fluke that look at the stats, the possession, everything. Celtic pulled that out of the bag somehow. But that was 10 years ago. Celtic haven't done that in 10 years. Try to do that. It's not going to happen again. So the way Ange plays, yes, we are opening midfield, but the way we play is... Just mentioned the two players that play midfield, Hitati and O'Reilly, how they've grown into this and they were good in the game. So what do we do there? Do we take them out and play Abelgard and Moy? <laughs> then you play that and you're like, oh, it's too slow in there. Mm. We're playing against top-class elite players. You see it, two passes and they're in. But what do you do about that? You can't just run about man-marking players or telling players, right, you can't afford to give away one slack pass because they could be in on us. It's football, it happens. But at the same time, Leipzig... Don't get close to Celtic. Hatati through ball, Jota, uh, Kyogo, Jota, goal. We can do that to other teams. So if we can be more clinical, I think it will come for us. But Ange's got this way of playing, and every manager's got this way of playing. It's no specific to Ange, although Ange has, you know, his has been labelled that ridiculous Ange ball term. But whatever you want to call it, this is the this is the stage. This is the difficult games, right? How can Ange expect Stephen his players to get better at football, better at the way he's trying to coach? If he stops doing it against difficult sides, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It's like any sport. As you go up the table and you start playing more and more difficult opponents, that makes you better. Even if you lose, you come out of the game, or if it's a boxing match or jiu-jitsu, you come out of that experience having learned something, but crucially you come out of it better. Yeah, and, and as Melly's already alluded to as well, it's the message that sends to the players as well. It's like, right, we play this way all the time, but... Sadly, lads, I've got no confidence in your ability to carry this out against a better team, so we're just scrapping it. That That's a terrible message to send your players. That, that would be... No manager's going to do that. No manager worth having at Celtic would, would do that, would just completely undermine everything he's ever said to his own players. And I, I, again, that people might think, people might have some 
sort of dwindling belief in this, I just make yourself more pragmatic stuff. But again, there's no substance to I mean, that. How good Stephen are Leipzig, genuinely? Well, they're, well, they're very good. As, yeah. we, as we saw against Celtic, they are very good. They've they've had their troubles in the, the Bundesliga this season. They're kind of mid mid to lower table um, so far. But I mean, that, that, again, that, that's a that's a top league we're talking about there as well. We're, we're talking about one of the best leagues in Europe. RB Leipzig, they, they, they might have struggled, but Celtic prepare for these games by playing against, you know, all due respect against St. Johnson and St. Mirren beat us all right. So I'm not just saying like they're, they're easy or yeah. anything like that, but there's nothing that prepares us for that jump in quality. You can train for it all you like, but see when you've got a guy like Simakan just bursting past you and you've never, you'd never come up against anything as fast as that in Scotland. You just simply don't. And people can talk about how oh, you need to be stronger, you need to be this, you need to be that. There's a, a physical reality that people yeah. are dealing with there and you're never catching that guy. No, certainly not as Greg Taylor. Uh, so uh, it's it's very, very difficult to, to play in these games. That said, there are things that Celtic get wrong. I'm not, oh, I'm not yeah. just playing the victim card here. I'm not just saying, oh, we've got absolutely no chance. Celtic could do better and what you don't do is pass to a guy you know, 25 yards out from yeah, goal. Yeah, well, that's um, that's what, what I was coming to because a lot of the focus on Ange's system came round again after the Joe Hart interview. Mm, yeah. when, when Joe Hart completely took... I, I don't even want to waste much time talking about people's misinterpretations of that. But Joe Hart, for me, in my opinion, completely took ownership of the situation and said, that's the way the manager wants us to play. And he's right. Yeah. But a lot of people looked at that and went, one, he's blaming the manager, which is absolute patent Hitting nonsense. He wasn't blaming the manager. There's no point talking about that. But two people like, well, that's the way he wants the manager to play. You know, we need to, we need to look at this. You're thinking, this again? Well, you could you could apply that literally to any position in the park. So see if, um, see if Abada, for example, who missed several massive chances against St. Johnson. So that's part of the system as well. So you could easily just label that him. See, because it caused a goal with Joe Hart. That's... Yeah. that's you know, it turns it up to a thousand degrees when it comes to the pressure on the system. And this is what happens when there's far too much talk about the system. That that's the first thing to get the blame of it. You could easily say that, you know, missing chances, or if Abogard who came on and the goal that get chopped off, a little bit luckily, I have to yep. say, is it Shobbles? I, I, that's a name I struggle with. The the guy who cut inside and rattled it into the bottom corner. Abelgaard just ran straight past him. So is that a failing of the system as well? You mm. could apply any massive mistake on the pitch. In exactly the same logic you applied to Joe Hart, that's not part of the system. He made a massive mistake on the part trying to you're trying to play the system. That doesn't mean the system is broken. It means he played a shocking pass as as part of it. I, I think this constant looking to tear everything up and start again and just again just it's a phrase that annoys me, so I keep saying it. <laughs> just make yourself more pragmatic, more more difficult to beat. I think it's pointless. Melwood, did you make a Joe Hart fluff in these lights? It was terrible, absolutely yeah. terrible. It's just one of those ones that, like, what are you doing? But mm. at the same time, right, okay, let's look at the alternative because Celtic conceded a goal there, but how many chances would they have given away if Joe Hart got the ball every time and just punted it back? Well, that's it. What do you think is more likely to get Joe Hart hooked out of this Celtic team and never seen again? Following the manager's instructions about making the odd mistake, which results in a goal, or ignoring what the manager's telling him and just shelling the ball over everyone's head? Yeah, and look, in Joe Hart's time, that's the first goal he's he's given away that like that. He had one in Altmar where he just waited too long in the yeah. ball. Uh, but mm. this one was different. He passed it straight to a player. But what other players have passed it straight to a player and cost Celtic a goal in the Champions League? One time and Celtic get punished for it and rightly so. But what's the alternative? Just launch it up the pitch and then 
like you say, Stephen, get the pressure taken off you for a minute and then go back, or yeah. do we keep the ball and do what we do best? We, we saw, keep the ball. We, sorry, the, the, the third goal we saw that they can do in 20 seconds, never mind. The like, first you, goal as well. Yeah, it, that, that's how long you've got with the pressure off you. Literally 20 seconds. For the length of time the ball's in the air, for three or four seconds, it'll it'll be back within another 18 and you're yeah. dealing with it again. So no, I, uh, I don't have any And ironically, after the game, Ange... His comments were he was annoyed that people didn't follow his instructions more and he says the ball went back to Joe too often and uh, Stephen Welsh was one I thought was quite guilty of that. Obviously he doesn't have enough confidence in himself probably because he's not played enough time and he's not seen the, the fruit of it. He passes it back to Joe just before Joe misplaces the pass and it's in the back of the net. Stephen Welsh passed to Joe Hart 13 times in the game. That was one of the most frequent combinations of passes in the entire game. The only player he passed he passed more to than Joe Hart was Juranovic and it was only one or two more but 13 times out of his 55 Total passes worth the Joe Hart. Yeah. That's not what the manager wants. No, no and look, he's got previous before. Before I thought, I thought he defended quite well yeah, in the yeah. game. Stephen Welsh. I thought he, I thought Jens was more culpable yeah. defending. Actually, I thought he had a pretty poor game. But Stephen Welsh, remember the was it Rafe Rovers game where we heard Ange at the side of the park screaming at him. Welsh, he play it forward. That's right. But like, I can understand it as well. Like this is a high, high level these guys are playing at, and it makes it easier for them to go back the way and then the ball goes to somebody else or they get into a better position. But this was what Andrew's talking about when he, he wants the players to be uncomfortable because that's the only way you're going to learn and the way you're going to build your confidence up to go, do you know what, I'm, I deserve to be at this level. And again, I'll go back to, I think when Celtic get that win, they'll think they deserve to be at this level. The past no way will get better. But going into that second half, like Celtic went into that second half without Carter Vickers, Starfield and... Cal McGregor yeah. that was the the rock Joe Hart as well like, that was the sort of that we diamond in there was what Celtic built their whole foundation on last season with, from like when they all started playing from October onwards we didn't lose a league game that's what Celtic built on and that's how we played out when you take them all out of the team the ball goes back to Joe Hart maybe a few more times than it should have the pressure builds a bit more because Leipzig can stay up the pitch if McGregor was in there if Cameron Carter-Vickers was in there Maybe somebody's available for Welsh to pass to forward mm. rather than go McGregor. back away. I think I think the key there was was McGregor because that's McGregor's role, isn't it? He's everywhere all at once yeah. at all times, ready to receive the ball. And I think that was probably pretty key to the mis the mistake that was made. But the, I just think these the, the players just it just for me just comes back to confidence. They just need more confidence in themselves. Yeah, I don't know. The game could be completely different as a fan we were still basically celebrating the fact that that goal had been ruled out because you thought, right, we've got away with another one. Then Cuckoo won in the first half. By the way, what a finish. What, yeah, a, what a piece of playing finish for the guy that sort of dink over the keeper. You're like, oh, and it was offside. But the, the second one, you think, right, take five minutes now and just get ourselves into the game. We've got a massive let off here. But for it to happen straight after that, it just sort of killed the game for me because mm. it just thought the sort of belief drained out the team. And whether that's right or not, they probably did believe they came back in it, but it just felt like it sort of sucked the soul out of the game. And, and actually pinpointed their equaliser at, at the game in the press, at the pre-match press conference today for the, the game at Celtic Park. And said the thing that he thinks killed us was our equaliser because he thought at that point, point in time, the player's mindset changed. We can hold on to this draw. He goes, we just, I wanted to push them on. I wanted to push them on. Yeah, I agree with that. I thought the first half Celtic were really good and second half I thought they were terrible. And mm. look, the goal's right at the start of the second half. As brilliant as it was, clinical for a change, it, it was great. But 
you're just like, ah, maybe after that we just maybe sort of dropped a wee bit deeper. And it is a wee bit harder than now with the injuries. Noah Bader, Moy didn't travel, Turnbull, McGregor going off. We sort of had to change things around a lot in there. Obviously, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, McGregor going off. It, it just all seemed to be playing against Celtic. But all those players out, Celtic still tried to play their football mm. and looked like a very good team at it. Just were beaten on the, the night by a team that have got guys like Nkuku, have got guys that I was just watching going, every single player on that pitch is technically brilliant. Mm. And I'm including the Celtic players in that because watching Leipzig, I was like, wow, I can appreciate how good these guys are. But Celtic were playing football as well. Yeah. Celtic looked like they belonged there, but they were beating... Beal Hattati's pass for yeah, the goal was unbelievable. Yeah. Beaten away from home by a team that's in the Champions League all the time, always challenges for... For honours, like, this is where we're meant to be, competing against these teams. That's what we've done in every game, competing. We just haven't got the points to match it. Celtic at home to Leipzig, Stephen. Pick yourself up off the mat and go again. Is that it? Yeah, I think so. Only one, the choice is, wait, there ain't no choice but to pursue it. As yeah. a roots manoeuvre, one said. <laughs> one for the kids there. <laughs> See the kids these days, they all love Roots Manoeuvre. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we've even called a podcast. I'm pretty that. sure, yeah. Back, back, in, back in the day, I think it was around about when Ange was first appointed. Yeah, look, there's, there's reasons to be confident. There's the, the home factor and all that. I don't want to get too trite and kind of misty-eyed about the, the home atmosphere and all that. But the fact is, it is a factor. Players talk about it all the time. So the, there, there are reasons to be confident. However, you know, I'm not going to be too downbeat about it I, no, I, might, no. I might be after the game I, I reserve the right to be kind of emotional not <laughs> literally crying or anything yeah. like that, but, but reacting to a game is very different to you know a few days on from it watching it back and thinking Do you know what sounds like we're decent there and we've just been we've just come a cropper against a, a very good team so I, I reserve the right to, to feel differently about it a few days on but I think I'm not going to get I'm not going to get carried away and start calling for things to be ripped up and no, you know, we need to get to, behind to, them yeah, we, we exactly. really need to get behind the team and we need to get behind Andrew we need to say look ah you might I mean Celtic at home is always a completely different prospect isn't it, it, it it's com- it's completely different and I just think with it with the Celtic part European this is what we all want this is what the players want they kind of now know what to expect from Leipzig there's no surprises we've been through the wash with these teams now yeah. once they're all coming back to us it's, it's a completely different prospect isn't it I mean I have I, I, I didn't hold out much hope for getting something away to Leipzig, but I think it's a different story at Celtic Park. It, it definitely is. Look, these are where we, we target the points in it. This is one when you think we can get something. Like, mm. if that game in uh, Wednesday night, like, home, the home crowd probably had a, a wee say in that as well. Mm. It, was a, it was a good atmosphere from their end. Look, Celtic fans were brilliant as well, but look, what are we what are we comparing this to? Like, Celtic should be beating these teams. Well, in my lifetime, we've had one European run mm. going to Seville Martin O'Neill's been in the Champions League Gordon Strachan's been in the Champions League but what, nine times out of ten the wins are at home we don't go away to teams and Neil beat Lennon does uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh he beat Lazio yeah. I mean like, what, what are we comparing this to like mm. go back to the 80s 90s Celtic weren't beating these teams home hey, in a way in Europe half the time uh, huh? you're not, where, where is this coming from 1967 is a long time ago so Celtic just need to create their own bit here Look, the, the Champions League performances and group stages we've all enjoyed like Celtic get 9 points maximum 9-10 points because we win our home games it's very rare that we go away dominate these teams and beat them it just doesn't happen because we're playing against good teams in similar boats or better than us so just embrace it enjoy it and if Celtic go out and win it'll be class like we don't 
Celtic don't buy Champions League teams, Stephen. We build no, Champions yeah. League teams. And this is what it takes to build a Champions League team. You have to go through the wash. You have to test yourself. You have to get beat. You have to pick yourself back up. You have to keep trying. And eventually you get used to it. And eventually the players get used to competing at this level. And then you, something breaks through. And that's all it's going to take. Yeah, exactly. We just need to keep plugging away, to, to be honest. And just keep developing as a Champions League team. It's, it's going to take years of consistently qualifying for the thing. And you're... Take that as it comes even, as well. Even that, but well, look at the Celtic teams that have played in the Champions League. You get Brendan Rodgers was in it two years and then went out. That's that team done. Yeah, that yeah, team. Yeah, so it. all you get is two or three years with these teams. So how do you you say you keep building Champions League teams? You, you need to build a team that's consistent enough to win the league to get in this. Mm. Now we're qualified for the thing automatically. It gives us an advantage because we can go out and get players and say, look, we've got Champions League. It might entice a few more players, but like teams, will if we do well in this Champions League and we do well in the Champions League next year, teams will be flocking to buy our players. Mm. So yeah, you can't just, it. you don't got a four-year plan to build a Champions League team. We need to build a good football team from start to finish in the season. Which Ange done last season, which will make us compete in the Champions League, which we're doing this season. We don't just do things to be Champions League teams. If Celtic can build a, build a team that plays good football and wins the league, you take that into the Champions League and try and put it in there. That's what we're doing. We're maybe not getting the results, but we're learning every game and eventually we'll get the results. Well, three games in. Um, once this Leipzig game kicks off, we'll be four games <laughs> Um, that's some good stuff lads <laughs> also Melly said a minute ago as well 67 was a long time ago yeah. I smell a t-shirt opportunity <laughs> there <laughs> yeah. the, the point I'm making is Stephen we're halfway through as we sit here recording this right depending on where you listen we might be more than halfway through right <laughs> but as we sit here recording this we're halfway through qualification still on the table what do you want Aye, exactly. It's a good position to be in, and for in in many ways, it's it's a kind of blessing and a curse to be drawn with Real Madrid as well, because mm. obviously we wanted them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we wanted them, and then you you kind of moan about not being able to beat them, which is kind of ridiculous. But it's all, it's very difficult to play against Real Madrid, who are you know, the the most successful team in the world, um, <laughs> and. There's the, you've also got them clearing out the group for you as well. So it's it's. I was going to say Celtic's qualification is in our own hands, but it's sort of not. It's sort of in our hands, and also Real Madrid yeah. are holding and it as well. They're quarterback, yeah. and they're clearing <laughs> everything else. They're clearing it's everything it. else out for us. Look, and on that we will wrap up. Thank you so much for joining us. If you watch this on YouTube, please subscribe. If you want to get more content from us, Patreon.com/slash Twenty Minute Tims. But most of all, thank you for watching and listening. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.